Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is for you. Wherever you happen to be right now, I'm Mike Voris, and you're listening to the Results Matter Podcast. On today's episode, I'm going to take a stab at peeling back some of the layers of a news topic that's really, really hot right now and see if we can find a takeaway or a business lesson within all the drama. Before we get started, I want to let everyone know that the Results Matter Podcast is a production of Business Resources One, or BR1 as our friends call us. BR1 is your partner and an extension of your business. We are your recruiting department, your training department, your coach, your consultant on speed dial. We're here to make your life easier and to give you an unfair competitive advantage in your market. We're not a staffing company and we're not an internet company. We're people doing business with people. We'll put some links to connect with us in the show notes. It's time for today's episode of the Results Matter Podcast. So unless you just woke up this morning from a coma, I'm sure you've heard about Elon Musk's takeover of Twitter. And hey, if you did just wake up from a coma, welcome back. And thank you so much for not wasting any time before downloading today's podcast episode. Your loyalty is appreciated and your dedication to continuous improvement is inspiring. Elon Musk just completed his $44 billion purchase of Twitter. The months-long drama leading up to the purchase captured the media's attention, and in the short time that's followed the purchase, there's absolutely no sign of the media attention, drama, and theater ending anytime soon. Everyone seems to have an opinion or a comment to share. A lot of people seem to have remarkably strong feelings about this. There's a free speech element receiving attention. There's a political element with a lot of the right cheering Musk on. And a lot of the left speaking out, complaining, and even fleeing Twitter in some cases. Elon Musk certainly takes pleasure in getting under the skin of his critics, which to me can be entertaining to watch. I'm not going to try and tackle the celebrity, dramatical, theatrical, comical, entertaining, political part of all this whatever you want to call the number of circus rings surrounding the topic. There is, however, a business lesson or a takeaway in all of this that I want to point out. So there's a couple things going on since Musk's takeover. First, Elon has presented his idea of charging $8 per month to users who want to be verified and get that little blue check mark. Second are the massive layoffs. Both of these initiatives have fueled rhetoric both in favor and against Mr. Musk. Now, it might be hard for business leaders in the real world to relate or find a lesson in all of this, okay? Because Twitter is such a large company and and Elon is the wealthiest person in the world, all of this can seem foreign, irrelevant, inapplicable, and just, uh, just so much different than what everyday business leaders like you and I are facing. Scale and size aside, Elon's $8 idea and his laying off of 3,700 employees, or approximately one-half of Twitter's workforce, is worthy of business leaders of any size organization paying attention to. Elon plays the goofball role well. He enjoys trolling his critics on social media. He tweets himself with surprising frequency. And he's entertaining and funny as hell, to say the least. But we shouldn't forget, he's also an absolutely brilliant and wildly successful businessman. And success leaves clues, right? Success should be studied and learned from whenever possible. Emotionally speaking, one might not appreciate paying $8 per month for something that used to be free. 
Emotionally speaking, I can't imagine very many of us really want to see 3,700 people lose their jobs, even with the three-month severance pay that they're reportedly getting. Unfortunately, there is no choice when the company is losing over $4 million per day, Musk said himself in a tweet. I can't help but think that if Twitter can continue to operate, or more likely than not, in my opinion, um, operate more efficiently and more effectively with half of their staff, it probably should have happened a long time ago, don't you think? You know, yeah, I know, Twitter had a lot more marketing dollars to spend before some major advertisers paused spending in the wake of Musk's takeover. So maybe that maybe that many people were warranted a few weeks ago. Probably not, but maybe. One of the many great benefits businesses large and small bring to our economy and to our communities is creating and providing jobs. But it's not a business's goal to employ as many people as possible. Similarly, it's not a business's goal, or at least it shouldn't be, to maintain the status quo. If a new revenue stream is identified that improves the organization's bottom line, that's a good thing. Not the likes of Elon Musk, obviously, but way too many business leaders avoid or are too slow to make necessary changes. Too many business leaders protect the status quo. Too many business leaders look at pruning like it's a bad thing. I have a book recommendation for you. If, if you haven't read Necessary Endings by Henry Cloud, that should be your next move as soon as you're done listening to this podcast. And if you've already read it, read it again. The audiobook is wonderful too, if you prefer to listen. If I remember correctly, it's narrated by the author, and he does a great job. Maybe I'll do a podcast episode someday discussing the book in greater detail. It's super, super good book. The author talks about normalizing pruning and how pruning or the end of something is normal, healthy, and a good thing. Grab the book, trust me. Free account verification that gives certain Twitter users their sought-after ego-stroking checkmark obviously worked. Twitter, building its team to the size it was, maybe it used to work. Hiring those people and having that many seats might have been a good thing at one time. I don't know. You don't build a company that sells for $44 billion by doing everything wrong. But seasons end. Times change. Pruning is a good thing, and pruning is normal. More specifically, or said another way, the lesson here is this. Look how quickly Elon Musk and his people identified a problem, came up with a solution, and then executed it. Unfortunately, business leaders are conditioned to use addition to solve problems. We're always adding positions, people, processes, policies, products, services, and so on. Quite often, the best thing we can do is a little pruning, or maybe a lot of pruning. Look, eras end, seasons end, times change. Business leaders need to have the courage to accept and make changes. And I'm not just talking about pruning people and making cuts. Sometimes we need to prune an idea that used to make sense but doesn't anymore. Sometimes it's a way of thinking that we need to prune. We need to welcome change. We need to normalize endings. We need to be bold and make big, difficult decisions, the decisions that need to be made. Hanging on to the way things might be is what holds business leaders back maybe more than anything else. I don't know. Could you get rid of half your employees if it became necessary? 
Or would you drag your feet until it was too late? Can you raise your prices or begin charging for something that used to be free or included? Can you make big, can you make the big decisions? Um, can you make unpopular change happen? Are you committed to leading your team and your business into the future? Or are you committed to the comfort of doing what you've always done for as long as you can? Friends, those aren't rhetorical questions. They're questions you should definitely take time and answer for yourself. I'd love to hear your thoughts on today's topic. What do you think about Elon Musk firing half of Twitter staff? How about charging eight bucks a month for a blue verified check mark? How does this apply in your business? How can you use some of this thinking to better position your business for the future? Or do you disagree or have another perspective? I'd love to hear from you either way. I'll include details on how to connect and contact me in the show notes. That's it for today. I like to keep it short and right to the point, perfect as I see it, for busy business leaders. The Results Matter Podcast is a production of Business Resources One. We are a talent acquisition, training, coaching, and consulting firm that helps business leaders gain an unfair advantage. You'll find details on how to contact and connect with us in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening today to the Results Matter Podcast.